are live with another episode of the Brownwater Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Case. That's right. And we got a great show for you today. In the studio, Matt Hoggett running for Justice Court District Three. That's correct. correct. There yep. we go. He's joining us this evening to talk about uh, the race, his background, uh, his music, his time in music. It's going to be a, a good conversation, man. I'm looking forward to it. But before we jump into that, we want to thank the people that support the show. One of the ones that's been been with us since uh, since we had sponsors to begin with. So uh, that's Dr. Okay. Robbie Williams over at Southern Magnolia Smiles, man. 2023 is a year to keep your mouth clean. He's on the socials at Southern Magnolia Smiles, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, located on Washington Avenue and Ocean Springs, all local, man. When you're ready to book that appointment, go get those teeth cleaned. Just give them a call at 228-215-1202 and tell them you're heard about him here uh up next our buddy jesse over at hill tree marketing if you need a website built for any reason maybe you're running for a local uh politician race maybe you're running for justice court and you need a website <laughs> built uh hill tree marketing they're local they're your one-stop shop they can take you from no idea no concept to an award-winning website jump over to hilltreemarketing.com check out some of the brands that they've worked with here locally or go to brownwaterbanter.com because they he built ours as well uh jesse hill and his team can take care of uh, all your needs hilltreemarketing.com and check them out uh our good buddy tyler over at uh, taylor and cox law firm uh been practicing law over in pascagoula for 30 years they've got experience man representing people right here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. If you find yourself in need for some legal representation, we highly recommend you check them out. They specialize in criminal law, family law, and civil litigation defense. Give them a call today at uh, 228-696-0111 and tell them that you heard about them here. Our buddy Rocky, man, he's doing big things. He's expanding uh, he's got two stores now, Gauche and Gulfport, over at Sea to Swamp. If you're looking for uh, a local uh, guy who supports the community, he's got all your tackle apparel needs covered. Rods, reels, uh, fishing apparel. He did uh, a glow up. Yeah, he did a glow up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he's got everything. He does repair work. Man, he, he's, uh, he's a one-stop shop. So give him a call. I got the Gauche office number on here, 228 uh, 205-3964. Like I said, he's slinging kayaks out of the Gulfport store. Yeah, he's looking for. I think he's still looking for somebody. So if y'all need anybody looking for a job, tell him to find Rocky. Yep, yep, and uh, go check him out. Look him up on Facebook. See the number two and Swamp. Uh, up next, our buddy Kendrick over at Forever Young uh, Men and Women's Health. You can check them out on Facebook. Uh, if you find yourself a little sluggish, man, you don't have that same pep in your step that you used to have, uh, you can't find the motivation to go back to the gym, uh, Kendrick can take care of you. He specializes in hormone replacement for both men and women. Uh, so go check him out. You can give him a call at 228-363-6623. He does uh, consultations. You can, bring, you can even bring your girl in there. He says he does uh, men and women sometimes. They'll yeah. come in and book appointment together because you don't want to get juiced up and, uh, and, and your lady you know, leave her behind. So. Yeah, and he's going to be our next article in – the um magazine rocky's magazine so check that okay, out okay yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. a great conversation we had him on a few episodes back and that was a really good one heard a lot of good uh, positive feedback for that so uh yeah. give him a shout look him up on facebook if you want to get to know him first forever young uh men and women's health so appreciate him being on board as well and then uh, i think that's it joey i think we covered it all that's our bases it. There. i need to remove some of this old stuff out of here real quick yeah uh, so we don't accidentally click on that but uh yeah so uh Matt, man, what's up? Thanks for being here this evening. Thank y'all uh, for having me. Yeah. Where, where do we start, man? How long have you been a resident uh, of the coast? You've been here for a while? My whole life. There I was, we go. Uh, yeah, I was 
almost born on top of the Pascagoula drawbridge. That would have been cool. On the way. That would have been a very you know, better, been a whole lot better story. <laughs> I don't remember it, but that's my mom tells me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, been here my whole life pretty much, except for a small tour to Hattiesburg up there at USM. I did one yeah. too, man. I did yeah. one too. It's <laughs> sure. the, I did a really short Joe one as did well. A short stint. <laughs> did you survive it though? Uh, three years, baby, and yeah. then I, I stayed yeah. there for another uh, six to eight months after I graduated. Yeah, uh, but then I came mine was one semester, and my mom said, uh, "You flunked out, and you spent a lot of money. Can you please come home?" That's yes, right. ma'am. I'll I, be back in a minute. I got to spend Hurricane Katrina underneath the football stadium with the campus police up there. That was kind of interesting. Oh wow! Why, what I, was that? Why did you do that? The, uh, I was working. I transitioned. From from going to school to working for the campus police up there at the okay, time. Okay, okay. And I had, to, I think I did, was delivering some Subway sandwiches to some guys that were stationed underneath it. And I remember when I pulled up under there, I remember the first one said, you know, it doesn't really seem that bad out there. And then about that time, <laughs> Just the wind, wait. <laughs> yeah, about the time the wind hit those yellow uh, stadium seats that were inside the, the rock in there. Right. And they went to flying through the air like a scene from Twister. And I thought, this ain't good. This ain't good uh, at all. Like 12 hours before I, I got out of there, I think. Yeah. I yeah. would take uh, three hurricanes before I would take the tornadoes that hit Hattiesburg yeah. regularly. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not uncommon. It seems like it happened four right. or five times a year up it, there. It's crazy, ain't it? I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. I don't like it I at don't all. Either. Well, don't speaking either. of that, this show was supposed to be yesterday. We yeah. had some bad weather roll through Pascal Moss Point. We want yep. to send our prayers out. And, you Absolutely. know, especially for the city of Moss Point. Got tore up. A lot, you know, there's yeah. the baseball field, basketball, uh, all yeah. the school, There was a everything. bank. There were some people's houses, yeah. I know. I yeah. seen some stuff got torn off. Of, the yeah. RVs yeah. flipped over. But that's what this was supposed to be yesterday. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, so we had to reschedule. And thanks for being able to be flexible with that. Um, but so so how how do you cut your teeth into uh, politics, man? How where's that where's the story start? I start. I've always kind of been in the community, part of something, you know. Okay. Uh, but I've been in law enforcement most of my career. Uh, Twenty years as a cop here in Jackson County. Most of that as a detective. Okay. Um, and I was also uh, the professional side of my life. That's on the left side of the professional side of my life, I guess I should say. On the right side, I've been a singer songwriter. So I've been out and I've met people on a, in a different kind of way. Uh, I don't right, you know, right. Really Probably more friendly environment, <laughs> yeah. right? They're more happy to see you. That's yeah. what, you know. Right. When you're a musician and you're a cop, both of those jobs require you to work off of tips. Right. So, <laughs> Detective, yeah, especially, yeah, right? you know, so, yeah. so I've yeah. been doing that, um, and I just I really got a chance to see a couple of different sides of the world because of those two experiences, you know. And I always wanted to get involved in something bigger than myself, so I decided to take a jump into politics and. And I researched a lot of the different positions, and this is really the one that looked like it would sell the best for me as far as what I would like to do for Jackson County is in the justice court realm. Okay. Yep. So what's your background in? When, when would you jump into the judge world? So uh, I've never been a judge. Um, yeah. In Jackson County, uh, justice court, uh, you have four justice court judges. Okay. In Mississippi, you're only required to have a GED and be a registered voter in the county to run. So. I have a master's degree in criminal justice, and I have I'm halfway through a PhD from Liberty in Liberty University in criminal justice now, and I have a big background in law enforcement. And right. I'm now and I retired a couple of years ago and became a teacher. So I work at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. So I work a lot with young people. Um, what do you I'm, teach out there? Criminal justice. Okay. I run the sense. criminal justice program for the uh, for the whole school. Now I'm the uh, the I'm the lead instructor, but the caveat to that is I'm the only instructor. Nice. <laughs> nice. There you go. So, nice. You know, but uh, yeah, so I, I've I've really gotten to see a lot of what's going on in young people's lives. I guess right. you could say, you know, and and I want to try to do something uh, different that 
that's not been done before with justice court in that regard. So that's kind of my background to why I'm doing this as part of it. Yeah. We talked um, earlier, justice, court, justice court's a little different than the rest of the court I guess, right. uh, of- right. officials. Can you explain right. that a little bit? Most, the simplest way to put it is if you got a speeding ticket in the county or by the highway patrol, if you got a traffic ticket or you got domestic violence, any type of misdemeanor that happens in an unincorporated part of the county, that would fall into justice court. Uh, or it could be uh, game and fish uh, citations, hunting citations. Uh, but there's also a civil court side. It's under $3,500 worth of damages. You could sue someone in small claims court. Mm-hmm. So there's two sides to that. It's mostly um, mostly the misdemeanor crime side is the highest. It's actually the busiest court in the country is your misdemeanor courts, and the busiest courts in the county are your justice court. Yeah, court I believe Because they, they're running every week. You know, yeah, you have stoplights, all kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you get you have all that going uh, on, and it's a lot to handle. It's kind of like a gateway, though. And I, I tell people that most of us, and I include myself, because I've been on the other side of the bench before as a young man, right? <laughs> speeding down the very road that I came to get here today. Correct. Nice. Um, you know, I learned my lesson there because the judge at the time, Judge Gary Roberts was his name, had a program where he would. If you were uh, under 18, he would take your driver's license and they would hold it for 30 days. And if you didn't get in trouble, you got your license back and they dismissed the ticket. Okay. At 16, 17 years old, my dad or mom would have paid that We're ticket, all dumb. And right. I'd have yeah. been <laughs> paying for it with my rear end. Probably, right, you know? right, so right, yeah. I learned my lesson that way. Today, that doesn't seem to happen anymore, but it was a gateway for me. And for a lot of people, they go to justice court, they learn their lesson, they move on with life. But- Ninety percent of the people that are up in parchment right now yeah. started off there, and they never checked. They just kept getting progressively worse and worse and worse. Right. So I want to build a program that does something different with that. Okay. Why not? You yeah. know what? What, uh, what type of program are you talking about? I know currently right. there's uh, there's a lot of drug like mm-hmm. uh, what drug court, right? So a, your first offenders can, can right. not ruin their record if they're willing to go through. That's right. Jump we, through some hoops. We have a really innovative drug court program, but it falls in the felony court. So okay. for misdemeanor levels, and this is a sad thing. I see it all the time. I see students that they'll go to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. They'll spend two years working on a criminal justice degree to go be maybe a uh, work at a police department or maybe they want to work for child protective services. And then they get toward the end of that and they can't get a job because they had a misdemeanor pot conviction when they were 18 or something or a DUI. And they have to figure out how to navigate that after they've devoted two years of their life in college chasing a goal. And there's no real way around that. So. I'll propose some sort of misdemeanor program that we can divert people. And I want to call it the Jackson County Youth Justice League. And I want it, and I'm batting around the age frame for this, but I'm thinking like under 25 and first offenders, mm-hmm. somewhere in that category. And it'd be like a monthly program you'd have to go to with victim impact statements. I want uh, inmates to come talk to these people, right. um, crime victims, domestic violence victims, people that have survived things. And also make it a hands-on experience where employees, employers like police departments and uh, court systems can come in and tell people about how the system works and what their job is and make it a mandatory thing. You know, if you're a young person, you get caught after curfew or something that, that ends up in justice court, let's make them go sit at this for a, a couple of months, you know, on a yeah. Saturday mm-hmm. or something, and try to get something out of it other than... Slap that. on a wrist. Yeah, because I ain't done nothing. Yeah. You know? So there's so. there's four other judges with you, is that what you said? That's right. So That's I guess right. there's 
four districts? How do they do that? As there's one. There's a. There's one for each of the four districts we have. Four. There's four judicial districts. So okay. you have one in each one. You have Judge Geis. You have Judge Lachesay. You have Judge Packer, and you have Judge Thornton, who I'm running against in district. Now, is everybody's seat coming up this term? Everybody else is unopposed. The only person okay. that's opposed is the my opponent in this race. All right. Yeah, well, that's pretty yeah. pretty simple race then. Yeah, yeah. What what uh, authority do you have as the judge to create the type of program that you're talking about? Is it is it you sole power? Or would you have to have? You other? have some power as far as being able to come up with different types of sentencing you use, as long as it falls within the sentencing guidelines that are that are created, but. You have to have some buy-in from the county. You have right. to have some buy-in from your your, your um, fellow yeah. judges and whatnot. Judge Packer has a program right now he, he calls Beyond the Bench that he uses to get in, into the uh, youth community. He's over in District 2, which is Moss Point and a big part of Gaucher. Right. Um, I would like to partner with him mm-hmm. on that and expand that, you know, and, and – we need to be out in the schools and doing outreach things. And you shouldn't be meeting a judge for the first time when you're accused of a crime. Maybe you can meet him some other time. Because the other part is justice court, you can marry people. You know, it's kind of crazy. You can yeah. send them to jail or you can marry them. And some <laughs> folks consider that the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a two yeah. for one. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. While you're here. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Uh, I'm going to do that for free, though. I'm not going to charge anybody for it. I'm gonna, all, only thing I'm going to ask is if someone wants me to marry them if I get elected, that's a crazy thing to think of. Um, I'm going to ask that they donate to the local Jackson County Animal Shelter or another comparable uh, nonprofit group, and that's going to be what I would do. I won't charge anything yeah. to marry anybody. Sweet. Not, you know, I like that. So different. you can go pay your tickets and get married at the same time. <laughs> same time, you know. <laughs> one more step and you're at Walmart, right? That's right. Yeah, one-stop shop. Just do a little drive-through. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the other judge who's got that program, has he? how long has it been going on, and has he seen some he success He just got elected uh, last term, and it looks pretty successful. He's based out of uh, Moss Point, you know, but – they have been. He's been in some schools, and he's he's interacting with young people. And I'd like to make that a whole coast wide, a county wide thing. I spend time in schools anyway because I have to go recruit for the college. Right, your program. Now. Yeah, yeah. And I say, why not kill two birds with one stone, man? You know, I mean, maybe we can get out there and we can get people in school, and maybe we can get get put them in front of someone that might be a mentor. That's the big thing, you know. I don't expect to spend a few hours with a a person and change their life, but maybe expose them to something other than what they would have been exposed to before might just be the catalyst you need to change somebody right get them on some other kind of path yeah. is that what is that what you mentioned a minute ago is seeing kids like at uh you said jc campus right right you, yeah. see, you, you hear the things that they go through yeah. and that's why you're like i think this is the avenue i want to go outside of being a detective the most enlightening thing i think of is i started i became a cop in 1999 and one day i woke up um 18 years after that and i thought to myself i said I'm probably arresting people now that weren't quite born yet when I first became a cop. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably putting people in prison that were probably in a baby bed when I was at their house for domestic violence when right. I first became a cop. Right. And I saw, I started to think uh, uh, how I looked at things and how I <clears throat> interpreted the lives of people that I was going into their homes. And then when I became a teacher and I started seeing the another side of things there's some interesting viewpoints out there that that young people have you know and and the way they interpret things um and there's some interesting dilemmas that i've kind of discovered through that process that i think need to be addressed and quite frankly i didn't have good answers for some of it when i first became a teacher they would ask me these hypothetical questions you know right why is it that um you know, it's like, <clears throat> why is uh, why are opiates legal and marijuana illegal? 
you know money and i was like blah, 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 blah. yeah you know? <laughs> told him that, that find yourself juggling real right, quick right, right? Yeah. money <clears throat> yeah. so lobbyist yeah. yeah you know pharmaceutical so, company that's right super you know? simple yeah and so uh, i started digging into that and you know and interestingly enough that's a debate we have in every semester in one of my classes we just wrapped it up this week and it's it's interesting the, the viewpoints that come what, from what's that. what's your take on it as a as a cop detective and now running right. for a public office where you'll be trying these crimes right well so I'll give you the good news and the bad news. The bad news is, so as a judicial candidate, I can't take a side on that. I can only rule on whatever the law is. But I'll tell Correct. you, as a cop and as a, as a, as a teenager and as a teacher <clears throat> and as a former member of the Jimmy Buffett Coral Reefer Band for like <laughs> <Yes>. 30 minutes. <laughs> we, and we'll get yeah. into the yeah. music yeah. side yeah, yeah, yeah. more in right. a minute here. But, keep, yeah, that's uh, a good, good. I, I legit, legitimately find that to be such an interesting debate that I ask it in a discussion uh, assignment every semester. And it just ended on Sunday. And my question is, I say, if you could legalize one law, what would what would that law be and why would you legalize it? And every semester, 99% of the students say, I would legalize marijuana. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's been that, I've only been a teacher two years, but I imagine out of the, I don't know, hundreds of students that I've asked that, everyone has the same opinion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, the caveat to that is they all think it's somebody else's job to change that law. They don't understand how the system works or right. how you go about doing that. Well, they just get the headlines. They don't right. know the, the, That's the, right. the homework behind it. That's right. It's an interesting question. Um, I think it's one that, I mean, I would not stand in the way of, of that for any you know reason if uh, it became a, you know more legal than it already is or whatever. I wouldn't stand in the way of that. I don't have any stand, you know. Don't even have any skin in the game as far right. as that goes as a judicial candidate. Right. As an as an American, though, I think it's something that we need to take a look at it, figure it out, and move on because there's other stuff way more important than that Correct. that we need to get a handle well, on. That, like you know? from your your days as a cop, though, do you want to? Should we be sending people to jail? That's for that. It takes you, up a lot of time and, it's a tremendous and space, amount, and right? Space, and space, right? Taxes, I mean, nonviolent and, drug yeah. offenders, right? Yeah, We've yeah, had yeah. Uh, right. the end it for good. Um, nonprofit. I don't know if you ever heard of them yeah, before. Yeah. We've had them on the show, uh, and it's just you know they make a lot of good points. Homes right. and Grace, right? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, Josh Judge Barton. But I'm, I'm talking yeah. more like the right. legal, legal yeah. advocacy part. At of some it. point, you have to look at the at the cost benefit of things, you know, and you have to say, hey, is it really worth this to keep on doing it this way? You know, uh, we we look at things and we have to, you know, we what is that old saying? If you don't learn from the past, you're destined to repeat it. You mm-hmm. have to look at things like prohibition, you know. Correct. Um, and and I look at stuff now from the standpoint of, in a, a hundred years ago, if we look back and we look at the things we did a hundred years ago, we laugh at some of the stuff we did and we cringe at some of it, you know, mm-hmm. because there's tragedy back there. What are they going to say about us today a hundred years from now? Oh, God. You know, we're sitting here arguing over a plant or is it something that we should have said, hey, man, hands down, make it illegal. Nothing like that should be out there. So I don't know, um, but it's something. That's why you, you aliens know, just pass us up when they keep. Yeah. Going. That's, that's <laughs> what I told them. I said, "Hey, they they figured it out a long yeah, time ago. They just right. keep on going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it's something. We, I think we need to get past it and move on. There's bigger things out there that are killing our kids and killing our people. Yeah. Um, and man, let's like get the, to like it. the opioids, like you said, yeah. and they're, yeah. they're they're as legal as they can be, and nobody. Yeah. Yeah. That's an eye. That's it, you know, it's one of those things. It's like it's uh, it's if if. You need it. You need it for certain things, and for other things, it's it's it, it'll kill you. you well, know? Right. I do that. It, yeah, right. I give anesthesia for a living, so yeah. I, I understand yeah. like you need it. how fentanyl works. Like it's yeah. it's a great drug for yeah. surgery, but yeah. it ain't a great drug to party no. on Friday yes. night. Yes, no. yes, yeah. yes. It's not what you want to do. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Well, I I can tell you what's the ma- the big thing in my classroom. I teach at Diablo High School. It's traffic violations. Do they right. still do the 
driving school like we used to have back in the day. Do you know? Oh, where that? you had like an old guy that was chain yes, smoking. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes and no. It, it's online now. They really? have an online version for it. So you just put your head together and think how exciting mm-hmm. or how many lessons you learn from that. I don't know how effective it is other than someone has to sit in front of it and complete the curriculum. But yeah. to my understanding, it's online. Um, you know, I think there's better. There's something better that could be done with that too. Right. You know, but but hey, you know, it's what the, it's what's out there. Yeah. The, you know? the the whole driving license process has changed so much since mm-hmm. we do it. You have to have a permit for a year, then you yeah. can't do it. Oh my god. It's all. It's. It, I, I'm sure in your court or in whoever's court, the tickets are just outstanding, unbelievable. It's crazy. I know that for when I worked at Gaucher, and they're not. They've got it pretty well under control over there. But they had filing cabinets slammed full of thousands, thousands of warrants unserved on people for various traffic violations. That's just one little town. You, if you think about your other bigger parts of the county, you know, and Ocean Springs, same way. Yeah. Sheriff's Office, same thing. Some of them you'll never serve against. Some of those people have died, and right. they still have an outstanding warrant. There's no way really to check that. There's no. Uh, you, it would take a team of NASA scientists, <laughs> yeah. probably yeah. the guy that invented lick, liquor to come help out. Yeah, right. yeah, It'd yeah, drive yeah. you crazy, you know. But no uh, doubt. yeah, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah. Um, it's a whole other thing itself. What about the uh, the music side? Was that always with you as a kid? When did when did yeah. that come about? Um, well, I joined. Uh, so I guess I started in junior high in the, in the band, <laughs> Gaucher Junior High Band, up through high school, uh, Pascagoula High School Band. Um, I played at Perk. Uh, for a year, and then I ended up joining the Army National Guard, and I was in the Army for seven years, and I was in the Army band. I was a horn player. Um, got to go to Bolivia and Brazil tour, uh, music tour over there, and then I, somewhere along the line, I decided I want to be a songwriter. But it's virtually impossible to sing and play a trumpet at the same time. <laughs> you know, yeah, at least with anybody right. you know that wants to hear it. So. Right. I picked up a guitar and I started trying to teach myself to do that. And so I got into songwriting. How old were you with the guitar? Uh, I can tell you exactly. It was 2000 and 2005 when I started playing my first like open mic nights. Okay. Right around, right, Hurricane right around Katrina. Katrina. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you, yeah. I mean, you were a little bit older for, for, oh, yeah, for yeah. switching an instrument, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. I was, must have been about, I don't know how old I was, in 20, uh, 26, 27 years old, probably, right? Or something like right. that. Right. To pick it up for the <laughs> first time. Isn't that weird when you yeah. mentioned Katrina? It's like, in the Bible, AD. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just like the, the nation now is going to do yeah. pre-COVID, post-COVID. Yeah, I'm like, we already, yeah, had, we yeah. already had a marker down right, here. Right, on the coast. I was Katrina 9-11. Right, yeah, yeah 9-11. You know, yeah, right, yeah, right. man. That, yeah, that's another interesting point, too. So, the, uh, so I got into it then, and I started doing open mics, um, started meeting guys that were, were playing, like, gigs and stuff, and they'd let me come sit in once in a while, and I didn't really know much. But I got enough to play that um, – Got enough clout to play the Coffee Fusion over in Ocean Springs. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. That's big right. time. Yeah, that's big I, time. Man, I strutted up in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I made it. You I made said, it. I said eight, eighty. It was a three-hour gig, and it was eighty. They were gonna pay me six. I think it was sixty dollars, and they said all I could drink coffee or tea, unlimited. <laughs> God, yeah. Me. So I was well, you like, couldn't get a bigger get bigger than that. Man, I'm, Cash in, right? You know? Right, right. I would like yeah. my money in cash. Yeah. Smash yeah. it, man! Yeah. Oh my God! I went in there, played the same nine songs over and over for about three hours. <laughs> by the time I was about to bust on them, those uh, bubble tea bubbles. But yeah. I, you know what? I, I said this is great, and uh, I kept on doing it, and I ended up playing like the Julep Room, and then um, ended up just playing local places. I teamed up with guys, and we started playing cover songs. You know? Yeah. And, 
And, but I was still writing music. I thought I wanted to write and get something recorded in Nashville. And uh, so I started entering song contests. And I'd go up to Nashville and take classes on songwriting. And, you know, they'd just tell you the same thing right. over and over again. Make yeah. it about a truck, a Dixie cup, a girl, <laughs> yeah. a dog, jeans, mama. and a beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Are you a fan of Hardy? Yeah, yeah, I kind of dig Hardy, man. Yeah, a I just, bit, I just love that bit. he's got that song yeah. where he says yeah, that in yeah, the song. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll yeah. about it. He's different, you know. I did that and uh, ended up uh, in a crazy twist of fate. I entered a song contest with a song I wrote about Jimmy Buffett, and he heard the song, read the magazine article on it. It was in a magazine contest, and ended up on tour with him. And for two, I quit my job, and for two years, I rolled around the country what? on Jimmy Buffett's record label, just. The, what was that experience like? It was insane. Yeah, um, I bought a van, a white van, like the kind that you would, like the kind that would probably end up in justice court. <laughs> right, right, right. The, the Free candy yeah, on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. bought a white van, uh, turned it into a camper van. Hell you know, yeah. had a microwave in it, and uh, I put a, a shore power in it, and I rode around the country playing all uh, the entire country, virtually. I think I went to almost every state playing. You were opening up for him, right? I opened up for him. Well, I pl- performed with him at a couple of concerts, but he sent me on the road. You mean on stage uh, at the same time with yeah, him? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, then I went off and did my own thing. Ended up on the road with a guy named Ronnie McDowell, old country singer from the 70s and 80s. He used to have that uh, older women, older women, our mm-hmm. beautiful lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the road with him, uh, Confederate Railroad, Shenandoah, uh, a guy named Paul Thorne. Um, it's all over. And, and I would book my own like house party gigs and stuff. And Just so, living the dream, huh? Yeah. I had everything going for me except for the money part. <laughs> so, you know? It wasn't that good. Yeah, you never. You never. Yeah. It was like yeah. the perfect yeah. job. Yeah. Didn't pay for the damn. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Damn. God, now, Jimmy know? Buffett fans are like. They're fanatical, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you, that's like big yeah. shows, right? They will cut you with kindness. Yes, that's, they are the best. Um, some of the most grateful, gracious people. I got one of the cool things. Two sides of the coin. One of the cool things was I got to go all over the country, and I've been to, went to almost every Jimmy Buffett concert one year um, that he had from Detroit. I've been to went to Boston, and he would go play. I would hang out. Sometimes I'd be on the radio show before the gig with him. And then I would play like a VIP party or something the night before or the day after, whatever. And I'd meet people from all over the country. And the first thing they always say is, oh, you're from Mississippi? You know, oh, you were a cop. And so the connotation was, you know, I'm a racist redneck cop. Yeah, oh, That's yeah, the whole yeah, thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, you should have said, well, Jimmy Buffett lived right next to That's, me. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, by the end of the night, I'd have that switched around. They'd be like, man, we're going to come down to Mississippi if everybody's yeah. like you. I'm like. I had yeah. I had somebody yeah. tell me that this has been a long time ago. They were asked like oh, I wasn't far away from here either. Like where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Mississippi. And the look on their face was like they're like, oh, you, you could say their face was like, you don't sound stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like yeah, it's Mississippi. It's not. It's why are you not tending to the field? We, we have yeah. power. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, have cable. We're from, the, we're from the coast. Yeah, so Jimmy Buffett calls it the fun part of Mississippi. Correct. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I agree that. I got to see that. I thought that was interesting, <laughs> and it also I got to knock down a bunch of stereotypes I had, you know, about different parts of the country. Like I got to Boston. And the first thing I when I got off the plane, there was a cop at the Boston airport, and he was using every cuss word I've ever heard. Plus, oh yeah, Boston though, right? Connotations of oh, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was cussing this guy out. <laughs> some was, stuff I never yeah, heard. Of. And I was yeah. like, wow, man, I'd have been fired, <laughs> rehired, fired, rehired, fired again if well, I use that. Their union language. up there, I don't think they can get fired. Guess not. Right? You yeah. know, yeah. I was like, man, I better just get my bag and go. So two years of that, yeah. and uh, yeah. 
probably didn't regret much of it. I would I would have seen. No, home. it was really cool. It's a good I got experience. To, I got to see a lot of the lot of country, a lot of good gumbo. Um, went I stayed at Jimmy Buffett's house for like a week without him there. Me and just a guitar player, and uh, it was really cool. Uh, I, I learned a lot about what, life. What, was yeah. it Was it hard to walk away from that? And not that you don't yeah. still play music, but I uh, mean, no, no, I know what you mean. Um, no, because it kind of started declining. It's just like like a lot of things. At first, it was a lot. Had a lot of offers to play all over the country, private VIP, like corporate gigs and things. There's a big market for musicians in that era, um, and they knew I was kind of close to Jimmy. And I think there was like a connotation that maybe if they booked me, maybe Jimmy would show up or something. Maybe uh, get lucky, kind of right. thing. Yeah. And I had a lot of those offers at first, and I was chasing down as many of them as I could. And then I, over the course of two years, they kind of started. I had to start getting kind of creative and find more gigs to play in places and it got harder and harder and harder and then trying to put out a cd and at the same time people were kind of stopping the purchase of cds Correct. you know, notice now i don't even have the cd player i don't yeah. even own one yeah. you know and uh you're trying to sell an album <clears throat> like that it really got difficult so yeah well no, not i mean for me. you I, told I, us before we started the show congratulations you got your first Royalty check. Royalty check yeah. today. <laughs> from yeah. TouchTunes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from yeah. TouchTunes. You want to, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's a lot of show. The, the IRS I, is listening. Do you want to tell everybody how much you got for it? I was going to donate it to the Brownwater Banner podcast, <laughs> but I didn't want to mess up your guys' taxes. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's going to change our bracket yeah. for don't, sure. Don't spin us around. <laughs> dollar, yeah. I think it's a dollar and 42 cents or it was a dollar and 62 cents. I can't there remember it is. which. Hey, congratulations. Still makes you a paid musician. That's right. Right? So that's all that matters. That's yeah, all that matters. That's that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you so you you roll out of there, then you come back, and you pick right back up. Uh, police work, detective. Was you I, already detective at that point, or how yeah, did that go? I gave myself a two a two year time gap to, to see what would happen, and I thought maybe with music, I didn't expect to like become Kenny Chesney, but I thought maybe I could play enough and meet enough people that maybe I could get some of my songs picked up by mainstream artists, and right. I could just make it as a writer, studio musician, yeah, 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 yeah. and writer, right, 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 you right. Know? and so I. That wasn't going for me, but I I, I was trying, and I, but I knew I I decided two years was my top amount of time I wanted to commit to it because after two years, if you're out if you're a certified law enforcement officer, which I am, I went to the academy. If you're out of law enforcement for more than two years, you have to go back to like a refresher academy. That's not real rigorous or anything, but it is time consuming. Yeah, you're like that. So I didn't want to do that. So I said I'm gonna give myself two years, and if I'm not making it, you know, in one year and 300 days if i'm not making more money than i would be and i'm not happier than i would be at home working in law enforcement right then i'm going to go back to law enforcement or something else you mm -hmm. know but i just didn't really know how to do it much else you know so <laughs> <laughs> so i, I one way street yeah, <laughs> i think it was one year and 10 months um and i said i you know we went through a tax season and i said man i'm 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 breaking even here i'm, I'm having a really good time going around the country but i'm seeing the front door of every place that I walk into in the back door when I leave. I'm not touring. Uh, this, you know, I go to San Antonio. They said, "How'd you like the Alamo?" Never saw it. You yeah, know, I went straight oh, yeah, to the gig, yeah, played yeah. the gig, drove out that night back, you know, Louisiana or whatever. I not, you know, uh, so I, and I'm away from my home and my family, and so yeah, yeah. I, I decided, you know, I gave it a shot. Uh, but I still get gigs today, you know, and I play all over the place because of it. Uh, but it's around my time and my choosing. Yeah, so there you go. Great. So was you a detective great. when you came back, or you already were a detective? I came, came back, and I took a position as this thing called a crime prevention officer, which you would think all officers are crime prevention <laughs> kind officers. Of yeah. redundant, but they're not. <laughs> they're not all crime <laughs> no. prevention. Yeah, so my job was like the neighborhood community policing. Is, uh started to get really, really big. 
you know, in the 2010s era, 2011, 2012, and we're still interpreting it now. But my job with Gaucher PD was to try to kind of innovate that, create neighborhood watch programs, public outreach, youth outreach, and that sort of thing. It was community policing, community police officer. Yeah. So that's what I did for about a year, and then I ended up back in investigations uh, and ended up over at the sheriff's office after a while, and that's where I finally retired from as, as an investigator there. Yeah. Is it uh... – it's I, you mentioned that in the beginning, kind of part as your uh, part of your uh, approach to to what you're running for. I know that whole like defund the police movement mm-hmm. kind of ignited s- some fire or some at least awareness. I think in in the departments around here locally yeah, right. for the community, out, community outreach out, part yeah. of things. Right, that's right. a that's that's a good. That, if there was anything that was good from yeah. that yeah. crock of bullshit, yeah. that, that would be one of them, right? I agree. Yeah, I think one of the big problems we're going through a thing right now throughout the country called the police hiring crisis. And you think it's terrible, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, uh, nobody wants to be one. Nobody wants to do it, you know, and and one of the problems with that, there's a lot of different factors, according to research. But a big part of it is negative media attention. The other part of it is you do have police officers that are doing stupid things and more people can see that now because there's Correct. no way right. to see things that are being seen. Phones everywhere. You know, the other part is sometimes, unfortunately, law enforcement agencies are just their own worst enemy. They're not really. Uh, they're a little too shy about getting out there on social media or on the internet or out in the neighborhoods or out in the public and, and engaging people in these ways. Yeah. And they don't. You have to have the right person to do that. You can't have the real. You got to have a really big, uh, mean guy to kick a door down if you're going to be a, a, at a police department. You got to right. have that guy or right. that woman. You yeah. Know, right. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to have that guy. But you got to have somebody that's not afraid to go hug a baby, kiss right. a baby so too. Good, good cop, bad cop. And there's not always, those folks don't tend to be the same one, you know, yeah, person yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So it's tough to find the right people to build those programs, you know, but yeah. you got to get out there. You got to get innovative. That's one thing young people are really good at. If you can get them in the door to apply for the job in the first place. But that's the big hurdle right now is yeah. people just don't – that service heart It's not really but, like it – You see it all the time. You see officers playing basketball with young kids mm-hmm. and having cookouts and stuff like that. I'm sure right, right. that's what the community needs. You know what I'm they, saying? Anytime right. you can yeah. meet a cop and it's not, hey, yeah. get on the ground, you're getting arrested. You know right, what I'm saying? It's even right. better. You can't, it, can't, it can't always be an adversarial thing. You have to find a way to get in there when your time – if you can build your relationship when times are good, then it'll be there for you when times are bad. And they're going to be bad. They're bad right now in Moss Point, you know, but – Notice how people are working over there right now. It's like one thing we do right in Mississippi on the Gulf Coast is we know how to deal with storms. Yeah. You, know, you can't touch our game when it comes to that. Right. I mean, you don't have to be even a first responder. You know how to crank a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. You, you're a hero down They're there. They're over there know? cutting trees. Yeah. You know, so that kind of stuff. You, you you build your relationship in the good times. It's there for you during the bad times. And, you know, it's all you can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Y'all, they, they are facing a lot of different challenges. A lot of scrutiny. Yeah. I was watching it. Yeah. uh, uh online some one of social platforms and it's like this kid had this mustang young kid officer approaches him you know kid was doing like 20 30 miles an hour mm-hmm. speed limit. this kid just starts instantly just don't, you're not gonna i'm not opening the door i don't have to get out of my car i'm like, right this is not how this works like right. i'm yeah. all about not having the the right. billy badass cop who wants yeah. to like you know but you have to respect the authority of the of yeah. the badge yeah. you, just, you yeah. have to you have to listen that's right and you know? you, and just like you kind of glued to watching probably Probably got glued to watching that video, and I've seen a bunch of them too. And I tell myself every time I see one, I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. Man. Right, I know yeah. how it ends. I watch the whole damn Me thing. Me too. I can't get away from. I know. It. And I know that if I was 16 or 17, I'd be probably 10 times as attracted to watching that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
And that's just happening out there. And we have to figure out a way to get that around. And I think the way you do that is, first of all, you're not going to fix. I'm not going to fix all these problems. I can tell you I can do. I think I can do more than people that have come before me. And I think I can work with the people that are there now. And I think we could build something beautiful. But you got to put people in the same room together. And you got to get them kind of mingling. And you got to get them co-mingling, whether you're at a concert or whether you're at a youth outreach thing yeah. you know and, and cook out uh, something like something that. you got to get out there and you got to do that because that little conversation you're having today might turn into something really beneficial tomorrow you know mm-hmm. it's like you know we had a car stolen in my neighborhood uh, a couple weeks ago <clears throat> and somebody said have you gone you know gone around and asked your neighbors if they saw anything and i sat there thinking i was like when i was a kid i knew everybody yeah. at every house in my neighborhood yep. i don't know who half of them are now yeah. Some of them don't speak English. Right. I don't mean anything wrong about that, but I can't to go talk to them. I don't, right. You know. So, what's going on with that? You know, how do you fix that? Do you fix that? How do you make it better? You got to get people together. Yeah. You know, we're going to do a Halloween event, I think, in my neighborhood, and just try to put people together and meet people and that sort of thing. But yeah, because back in the day, that's time. how you knew where everybody was. That right, right. bike was in the front yeah. yard. Yeah. Right. Oh, hey, down the road, let's get yeah. on a bike. Yeah. With right. the internet, you know, all yeah, the VR, now it's now VR you can't VR let stuff. your kids go outside. It's it's yeah. weird, man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be interesting to see how everything goes. But that's one thing I always remember about hurricanes: when the mm-hmm. power gets knocked out, no television, uh, everybody's trying to cook all the food they got yeah. before it goes yeah, bad. Yeah. All you, the fried you, you know, you have somebody come knock on it. Hey, man, you need this or whatever. So I ain't never talked to that guy before. Seen that guy. Remember that when we was living in during Katrina, we were living over in North Dakota. Same thing, you know. It's like everybody kind of bonds together. Yeah. You got any ketchup? Yeah, I got some ketchup. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little hot, but you can use it. I mean, yeah, you that's can use right. it. We got a ton of fish we got to fry. Yeah, it's all no about doubt. to start melting. But uh, yeah, man, that's yeah, good. I always like to have people in here that like want to get back to the community and, and yeah. you know, and yeah. find that, it, right. that it's important. You right. think you think you're uh, you know what the job's about? You've been around it, you know, as yeah. a, as a law enforcement officer. Right. You think you're ready for that? I am. I think I've seen some things too that just really broke my heart over the last few years. Uh, one thing is we need to take a better look at how we deal with the, the domestic violence situation. Okay. The For one reason is typically if someone comes into justice court and they have like a domestic violence issue, there's one of two ways, there's one of two things happening there. Either A, unfortunately, a lot of times it's something that's, somebody's just kind of weaponizing the system to get back at a spouse. It's mm-hmm. a kind of a fabricated thing that ends up taking up a bunch of time of, hardworking people that are trying to do right, <clears throat> or it's somebody that really needs some serious help mm-hmm. and they don't have time to be waiting around for an answer. Right. Yeah. And the ball can get dropped really quickly, and I've seen it happen, and you get people that go in there and they get arrested and they get out and they get arrested again and they get out and they should be out, but they're not, and they end up doing something terrible. And we have to be able to sit down and own that, number one, talk about it, number two, and fix it, number three. And if it's something that can't be fixed, we need to figure out why we can't fix it. So at least we don't rep, you know, repeat that kind of thing again. And I've seen that over and over and over again. And I'm frankly, it's it's something that we can do better. We should be doing better. And it's one of my core goals is to take a look at that. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I've said I've been on the other side of the courtroom as a witness. I've been on the other side of the courtroom as an investigator. You know, testifying things. I've sent countless people to prison. Um, but I don't ever remember asking them if they were Republican or a Democrat. You know? Right. And nowadays, that's what everybody wants to talk about. I want to deal with the issues. To yeah, me, that doesn't matter. And, and we've, right. this, it's been brought up on this show plenty of times. Uh, mental health is huge. Huge. Huge yes. right now. And yeah. if you get into that, yeah. if you can figure out how to at least 
scale that down than I think you got it with. I have over the just in the last five years of my career, I committed more people to uh, mental health treatment that needed it than in my entire twenty years. And I wasn't even it wasn't even my job to do it. I was a detective. I was like a you know suit and tie or a polo shirt guy. Right. But we literally had we had one person came up to the sheriff's office and said they needed to speak to someone. And I walked out there and I said, "Can I help you?" And she told me she wanted to kill Donald Trump, and that he, you know, and it went into this huge tirade and had a knife and all the whole nine yards, and, and ended up, ended up in a committal, you know. And so, and that was just a one of the series of things that interrupt and, and ended up being in part of with mental health, and I really wasn't even inside what I was supposed to be doing, and I knew that if it's that bad for me, it's got to be. How mad, bad it must be in San Francisco, Chicago, oh, huge. New Orleans. I mean, you can't even go down the all street. All the ones you know, that are living underneath the bridge and stuff like that. You mean, it's all coming you think, right here. You think the people that are – now, some of them yeah. some of them are there. Some right. of them are there just to, because they don't want to work. They don't have any money, blah, blah, blah. Now, a lot of them suffer from a mental illness. Yes, yeah. And, and then that's right. – what do you do? There's not a – I don't think there's an apparatus built to adequately address it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, a guy in my hometown that – I've seen him out there for years just sleeping on the sidewalk. And one day I asked on Facebook, I said, does anybody know this guy's story? Mm. i kind of like to maybe help him. And we ended up taking up a collection and bought him a backpack and a cot, uh, you know, and a sleeping bag and that sort of thing. And I don't think he ever used it. You know, yeah. I, t- I talked to him, and he seemed like he probably had some mental issues. But, you know, there's a certain level where you can help someone, and there's a certain level where you just kind of you don't have anything else you can do. You're right. Um, and it's sad. Yeah, truly it sad, is. It is. Know? Well, there's been there's been uh, no money invested. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's starting to go that way, but like to mental health facilities in the sense of like you, you get arrested. So a homeless person, right? Right. If they're not on drugs, if they are on drugs, you can arrest them for that. Where are they going? They're going to prison, right? right? Unless right. they go through a drug court. But if there's mental health issues right. involved, they're not going to go through that That's kind right. of stuff. So they're going to prison. Yeah. If they're not drugs involved and they are just mentally uh unstable unstable for for psychological reasons yeah. mm-hmm. right where do they end up half the time yeah right back yeah. in, ja- right it's back in jail, jail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. they're just sitting there in a cell not we're being treated yeah. right yeah. Yeah. right but they're yeah. like you said there's no apparatus right that's right there's no correct that's me right. if i'm wrong there's there is some state health um facilities but there's what yeah. is it about four beds yeah. Yeah. six beds yeah. for yeah. the whole state yeah, yeah. for yeah. the whole state that so you there, there, there needs to be a landing point before you got to get on the list to get on the list correct yeah that's my point doesn't even exist you know uh i've seen some crazy stuff and i don't mean that in no pun intended but right it uh it is it's it's a travesty um i don't really know if we should spend our time trying to figure out who to blame for it we just kind of need to i keep telling everybody we got to color outside the lines if we're ever going to get the picture right because we can't just go by what our job description is anymore it's not Correct. working you yeah. know um I, I i never thought i'd be putting people in a body bag from fentanyl right done it you know um i remember when i first started in, in 99 and we'd pull people over and they'd have all this copper wire in their trunk i'm like what this yeah. guy must be an electrician. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, he's stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I pulled somebody over and they had all this Sudafed, and I was like, man, that's yeah, he's poor guy. He's sick <laughs> he's as a dog. Yeah, he got sinus problems. <laughs> I'm not writing him a ticket. Yeah. You know? He's probably got contagious. Yeah, right. yeah making meth. Yeah. Then if somebody finally said, hey, man, that's a meth lab, you know, and I was like, a lab? But I didn't see any beakers, you know, right. I didn't see any Bunsen yeah. burners. You know, what are you talking about? You just had uh, the milk yeah. jugs. Times yeah. change, and yeah, you better yeah, roll yeah. with them. If you don't, they're going to roll right over you. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the way I look at it. Right. What's uh so? What's the campaign been so far, and what's to come? It's interesting. I so I decided at the there was a couple different ways I could go with it. 
and I could have started a committee and, and taken donations and the whole nine yards. And I decided from the onset with my position, since I was running for a judge position and it's not like I'd have a staff of people working for me, that I was going to kind of tackle this as a one-person show. I learned how to, I created my own website, learned how to do that, made my own website, made my own Facebook, made all my own logos, all my own, did all my own printing, everything, my stickers, everything, my own, my own. Uh, all self-funded on my teacher's salary. I haven't taken any, any money. Rich. A super, <laughs> no, I only bought 100 signs. That's what, uh, what it comes down to. So I Those bought, things are not cheap. They no. suck. And we, I, we, yeah. we priced it. And you put them yeah. over a mothball in Pasco, you better go pick them up because yeah. they got blown down the other day. Yeah, yeah. they did. I, yeah. I, t- I, I told somebody the other day, I said, the 100 signs I got, I know where 98 of them are. Because I I put them out only by invitation and and for people to tell me that they wanted them in certain spots. But one got tore up by a zero turn mower. So <laughs> I think somebody may have taken one for target practice. Can't really knock them. I did that when I yes, was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, so uh, but I know where they are. But I only bought a hundred signs um, and I bought a few T-shirts and I got rid of them pretty quick. My main thing is to try to get out. I have a blog on my website that I do. It's kind of semi about once every month or so. Um, just get my message out, and I'm yeah. trying to grassroots approach it. I didn't want to take donations because I didn't feel like it'd be right as a judge to do that at this level. You know, yeah. bigger campaigns you got to. I mean, yeah, you can't no run it. You can't it. fund it. Can't fund it. You know, yeah. but this is a uh, one district in the county. I thought I'd try it this way and see what happens and go for the best. Have you been hitting events though, like that mm-hmm. are kind of geared to that, like uh, you know, VFW gatherings or yep, you know, anybody that's that's out there that was, yep. you know is going to vote? Yeah. Yep, I've been to, I've done uh, mullet festival, uh, yeah. old fashioned days, Zonta. Uh, I've done a couple of uh, retail vendor type events. I've done uh, cruising coast. Yeah, uh, I'm doing a doing a jeeping event this week too which is going to be really did we cool, talk about man. where your district yeah. is what 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 is your district yeah. so district three is most of van cleave then it comes down and it takes hickory hills and goche but the west side of Hick, of uh, martin bluff road okay um and it goes on down does kind of a crazy what i like to refer to as a whoop-de-woo uh, you can write that down if yeah, you want to. That's yeah. a whoop-de-woo it comes down takes some east ocean springs over like confederate park over to Parktown highway 90 area yeah and then it goes down into St. Andrews and down south there and also Dolphin, Point Clear area of Goche. Okay. Yeah. So you got really Gosha, Ocean Springs, and Van Cleve. Yeah, that's pretty right. Pretty much, yeah. It's not a one big thing. It's a weird – the way they've redesigned everything is quite confusing. And Goche is actually in three different judicial districts, which is really – I think it's sad, to be yeah. honest it's with weird. you. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. It's kind of sad because, I, you know, where would you – who do you represent? You right. Know, it's kind of silly. But you know what? something that it is and i hope one day we could change that but can't today you no know? you can't do it. uh, it's weird i guess jackson county i guess you'll never be able to just crawl you know yeah, straight lines yeah, but no. van cleveland one gaucher in one you always got to have we've squigglies over, everywhere we've over peopleized the problem is yeah. what's happened yeah you know? a lot of dynamics involved in that too i'm sure <laughs> no doubt uh, so what's what's the next event is uh somebody wants to see you in person talk to you in person is there something coming up in the short term that they can see yet? Uh, I'll be at a Jeepin' event in Goche uh, Wednesday for, uh, what do we call it? I think it's just Jeepin' at the Cornerstone. It's a uh, aftermath of Jeepin' the Coast, I right. guess. I'm just getting into the Jeepin' thing. Right. You got, you got, got one? I hadn't got stomped in yet. Yeah, I do have a Jeep, but I, I actually got it. Uh, the week of Jeep and the Coast, so I didn't get to go. I didn't go yeah. register or anything. I just that's all. Uh, that's Morian's sister. Yeah, she's Jennifer. on the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Way yeah. back, like yeah. episode five. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. 
I'm doing that. I just finished up at uh, I was at Mississippi Power last week for a uh, thing. I did a Republican Women's event. Um, supposed to be doing something with the Lions Club, but I haven't gotten a date on that. And so uh, my next big step is neighborhood walking. But I, the rain is killing. Yeah, me, good luck. Yeah. So, you know, I rode down there one time, and I had to turn around and ride right back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, explain that while you brought it up. Yeah. Both of the all are Republicans. That's right. There yeah. is no. Democrat, Democrat running. That's right. So, so. so you you have to run as a Republican or a Democrat for the <clears throat> for what the position you're running. That's in, right? right. Mississippi is a little weird, I think, uh, and yeah. I think, and this needs to be changed too. I'm not ashamed to say it, but for every elected judge in Mississippi, you run as an unpolitically affiliated person. It's just right. you win by popular vote. Anybody right. can vote for you. Except for justice court judges in Mississippi have to declare a political party. You can run independent if you want to, but you have to get a petition to do so. And on top of that, you know, you you subject to, to you have to pick a political party, and you don't all you have to have is a high school diploma or GED. Yeah, I think that it should be the same standards as all judges. Myself, is there any backing behind that, or is it just just an old law that's been changed? I have, nobody can give me. A, I get really good political answers on it. We're going to look into that. We're not really sure why <laughs> that is kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, but I think it's something that ought to change, and that's one thing I would like to be on the. If if I get elected, I hope that I get a chance to share that opinion with somebody because I think it, we should all be the same. If we're going to be in the, you know same kind of courtroom, same county doing some of the same things we need to follow the same rules and i don't know how effective it is to say if you're a republican or a democratic judge i think you should just be a judge you yeah, know? yeah 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 you know, because so, i mean i mean anywhere in jack's county you get arrested you that's right i, I want to go see the democratic judge that's i want right. to see the republican that's judge right, I, you know? I, that shouldn't matter that's right you know my, you know how so. how much how much interpretation is there in the, at that level of the game as far as like oh your political leanings may in- interpret how you rule it's bizarre because you have to follow the same judicial canons that that are uh, used for circuit court judges right. chancery court judges which say you can't express any sort of opinion that might present you to uh stand a certain way on any type of controversial law or political stance but at the same time you have to pick a political party right, right. So, which, <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of like well, yeah. i can't tell you that i would do that but if i could tell you i did that i did that yeah that's to me that's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tomfoolery, right? Yeah, there you something go. like that. Right? Yeah, pissing in the wind. P- yeah, pissing in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Put it on my uh, put it on my card. Yeah, know. there it is. I don't. I just don't agree with that. But yeah. it, hey, it is what it is. You yeah, know, it yeah. is. Well, uh, you mentioned the Facebook page and you got a website. Where can people go to find you online? I'm sure you got stuff content out there they can uh, yeah. check out. Sure, mattforjustice.com. Mattforjustice.com is my website. It'll take you to my Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, you can go there. I have my resume, my my curriculum vitae on there. Um, anything you might want to know about me, some pictures, some videos, quick bios. Um, He's playing some music on one of them. Yeah, I think, probably right. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably Is so. Is that where you're most active, Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yep. Yep, reach from most people that way for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt um, about that. You know, yeah, so you can go in there and get any of that you want to. Uh, you can sign up on my email list. I send out a, like a little a weekly, a monthly like uh, blog right. of different things that I've done and different things going on. Um, and that's pretty much it. I yeah. take questions. If you send me a message on there, it comes straight to me. I don't have like a secretary or a, you know, a Filter agent. of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just it out. one man in the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. When is I'm, the uh, election? When? When is it? August the 8th. August, yep, the, August 8th. the 8th. Yep. Okay. So if you vote vote on August the 8th, go to the primary, that's going to decide it for us. Whoever wins the primaries, you know, automatically will be in there in, in uh, November. Yeah, if you if you win, when do you take the seat? 
be January, I guess. January? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's exciting, man. That's exciting. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you got a, you got a cool backstory, man. I love the music <laughs> side of it for sure, yeah. obviously. Uh, but, man, thanks for coming by and stopping in. Yeah, I appreciate in. it for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. No Absolutely. Yeah. It's our pleasure. So, yeah. good luck to you. You said uh, August the 8th, right? August, August the 8th. 8th. Yep. We yeah. said, we said, I think we said this before we went live, but uh, if you're listening to this and you're someone who doesn't vote, Go just go vote. vote. Yeah, it's very go important. Absolutely. Vote. Yeah. It, One of the most disheartening things to me is when you see an election come up and you see a candidate run unopposed. It makes my blood boil because it's like you don't have a choice, you know? Right. That's right. part of why I'm running my opponent. I, I think the world of him. I think he's a great guy, and I'm friends with him. Right. But he's been unopposed for over 20-something years. Wow. I don't think that's that's not in my opinion, the system shouldn't be built that way, but it's not his fault that nobody's running Correct. against Correct, right. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he did so, his job. So yeah. my job, God willing, if I can get elected and I get out there and I start this program with these young people, I want to inspire somebody younger than me to run for right. my office. I don't want to stay in there 20 years. You might get two terms out of me if you're lucky. Right. You want a term, but it's four, four, four years. years. Four That's years. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm not looking for 20, 20 no. anything except yeah, maybe yeah, 20 yeah, redfish. Yeah, yeah there, there it is. is. There you go. <laughs> Yep. All yeah. right. Well, everybody, thank you for watching. Get out and vote. August the 8th. It's coming up before you know it. Uh, it's very important. We've talked about it a thousand Absolutely. times on the show. Do your duty. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of people uh, died, lost their lives for us to have that right. They to sure vote. did. Yeah. A lot of people God in countries them. that don't have that right right That's now, right. they would right. die to get it. So uh, let's not take it for granted. So uh, if you don't already have the app, go download the Brown Water Banter app on uh, Apple or Google Play. It's free. We've got a ton of stuff in there. Stay connected to everything we're doing. Yep. Uh, and if the and wind <laughs> and rain would ever stop <laughs> Blowing, we'll go catch some snapper. But yeah. until then, it ain't looking too good. Though, yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in on the live and on the uh, replays, man. We appreciate it. We'll see y'all on the next one. Later. Thank you. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate it. We're excited to announce that we just launched our very own Brownwater Banter app. That's right. It's free to download in the App Store or on Google Play. Whether you're an iPhone user or an Android user, it doesn't matter. It's free. Download it now. Stay connected with the Brownwater universe. Inside the app, we have links to the Tales and Scales login, the marine forecast from NOAA, tides and currents, radar, a list of all the bait shops here on the Gulf Coast, Everything you could need for a day out on the water, having fun. We've also got all the Brownwater social links right inside the app, connections to our merch shop. And if that wasn't enough, we've also built inside of it a country radio station. That's right. So you can listen on the go. I'm sure it'll evolve over time. Right now we're calling it Brownwater Radio, music for the outdoors. So download it now, check it out, and we hope you dig it. Water banter.